Hello, hello. I'm gonna shout. Uh, I gotta shout. Uh, I'm going deaf, so I can either shout at you or mumble at you, and there's probably not a lot in between. It's Down Clarkson podcast, and again, not introduced it ever. And uh, I'm just gonna do that drop-in thing. You can buy me a coffee on a little app thing, and it sends me money, and then I can go buy a coffee, which I will buy from an independent retailer in a reusable cup, not in some disposable cup. Even though you know, we use petroleum-based products in our leisure activity, right? What we're going to talk about? I've only had three coffees this morning and a cup of tea, so I'm not as hyper as I was last night, where I'd had no coffee, but I'd been out paddling in the afternoon. And this is a podcast about it, which has got to be one of the uh, quickest po- uh, paddles to podcasts I've ever done. Right, why does it matter? Well, it, it does matter and it doesn't matter. I'm going to set the scene. If you didn't know me when I was 13, I was long-haired, spotty youth. Struggling to find yourself in the world like a lot of teenagers are. With a fa- the fashion sense of somebody that had been covered in glue and kick for a Crayola factory. Tie-dye t-shirts, tie-dye trousers that were probably way too short, tucked into multicoloured socks and Doc Martin boots. Yeah, and I've probably not changed a great deal in all those years. Now, I was a teenager in the in the 90s, early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. One of Leeds' best-kept secrets for fashionistas such as myself was a place called Canary Wharf in Leeds. The dark arches under a different guise. Below Leeds train station, you know. Construction of this sort of massive, intricate tunnel system began in sort of 1866 took about three years to complete bit of history there for you uh during its time obviously it was there for the train station and it was also there for various dodgy dealings probably a couple of murders probably a couple of drug deals probably some uh ladies of the night and gangsters not a very nice place but then in the 90s it opened up as a sort of cool trendy place for people to wear tie-dye. Those shops, I was calling them the, uh, the hippie shops, you know the sort of shops where you can like, you know, like hemp bothering, yoghurt weaving, tongue drums and ambient noises of whales giving birth or something to go to sleep to. And you've got wind chimes and doors and more incense than you're finding Kathmandu. Those shops like that. And then there was a potato van. <laughs> I don't know why I remember. There was a potato van that was on the lock side. A couple of coffee shops. Wouldn't be a tea shops back then, I guess. Coffee wasn't really a thing. A couple of tea shops, cake stalls, that sort of thing. Relatively sort of trendy and probably some homemade jewellery of some description and homemade woolly jumpers. But there was also a water sports shop. I forget what it was called. If someone can remember what it was called, 
just drop it in the comments somewhere. But there was water sports shopping. It saw windsurfs, diving equipment, and kayaks. The kayaks it had were, if my brain works, uh, MI brand, MI 370s, that sort of thing. Might have had an ace in or so, maybe ace jumpers. But it, had, it definitely had MIs in. And I remember them, they were racked on pine boards with hessian rope on the back of the shop. And I used to go look in this shop and gaze at these boats longingly. This is before I had my, my first boat. Years before I had my first boat, actually. And situated next to the shop, in the darkness, in the dark tunnels, was what, to my young teenage ears, was thundering madness. A chaotic cacophony of rapids. That rapid was the rapid that goes under the dark arches on the river there. So for all these decades, that rapid sat there in the back of my brain as a rapid I really want to paddle. Because it sort of was positioned in my formative years as this challenge. Now, I never paddled it in my youth. Never good enough. I never had friends who wanted to do it with me. I never had an inclination. But yesterday I did paddle it, a journey that took me decades to make and took me back to my childhood for 30 seconds. And that was a beautiful thing. It took me back to an age of innocence before I'd explored kayaking in the way I have. It took me back to a place where I didn't know who I was in the world. It took me back to a place where I was fighting into adulthood and adolescence, yet still attached massively to family commitments and school education and not quite fitting in the world. It took me back in an instant to those times. And that was a beautiful thing. So yesterday, I met some some complete strangers. I met some friends, but I also met some strangers. And we paddled the river there from close to Bramley Falls, above Kirkstall, down to the Royal Armouries. The water was low. The river was relatively polluted. And when I say relatively polluted, it's the air flows through leads. It's filthy. You know, it's hardly like the power of chewing Bhutan, is it? You know? Yet, this place was magical yesterday. And it wasn't magical for any other reason than the place it took me in my memory. The journey that my mind was allowed to go while paddling through this river, steeped in an industrial heritage. I had to borrow a boat uh, at the putting because I'm between car, well not between cars, my car's in the garage. So I, I was in a courtesy car with no roof rack and I couldn't get a boat inside it. So I borrowed a boat at the putting and I got on. And there's a digger opposite putting foundations in for somebody's new house. The car park is probably full of doggers where you park, I don't know, maybe. It's definitely full of litter. The, the weight of the putting, slippy with mud, 
and winter leaves, the ground uneven with fallen rocks. The first weir, a feat of architecture, oh, decades old, that has been destroyed and a modern fish pass put in place, which is not, not just not aesthetically pleasing, it takes history from that river and from that area. Is it for the greater good? Unlikely. And that's what we do to our, our rivers and our history, we change. But then that weir was put in, historically, for industry. So that changes the river. You know, we have to accept that the river is a living thing, not just with the the water itself and the wildlife and the flora and the fauna, but also by man, by humankind, by man and woman. Set off down, down the weir. It's shallow and rocky. And the water's been really high recently, so there's all the sort of remnants of detritus in the trees where the water's been high. And then out of the corner of the eye, the blue flash of a kingfisher. As it said, even yesterday it was said, life will find a way. Paddling one bend after the next. Another fish pass weir. A cheeky little surf in water that's not very deep. A found football and ad hoc canoe polo practice. Another kingfisher. Round the bend, the river splits left and right. One way, a really a sloping way that at high water is fatal. And on the other side, a less obvious way. Still fatal at high water, but with a sneak line, if you know the line. There's a sand beach, or gravel beach. Fallen pillars of stone from our industrial heritage sit in the river making eddies. An ad hoc funeral gap for the Hindu community in the area. That took me back to paddling in the Himalayas. The marigold garlands, the flowers on strings, the notes left to loved ones, and the river flows on. Stalling sometimes in flat pools next to those people perhaps that are magnet fishing. The local news full of armed mortar bombs from the war. We've passed the forge where my granddad worked. We've gone past the broken abbey. The piece of history that sits in a cityscape. We've gone past tents where homeless people sit by the river, opposed to going to the crypt for beds for the night because they feel safer in the cold morning next to the air. Perhaps there's nowhere for them to, to feel safe except by the river. Perhaps it's a choice or perhaps it's not, we'll never know. The river picks up pace a little, before it goes under the bypass. Where human waste can be seen floating next to crisp packets 
and empty pot bottles. Where modern day apartment blocks covered in cladding echo your voices and reverberate down the alley. The modern cityscape, concrete and metal, mirrored windows, pedestrian walkways and cycle paths, electric car charge points. And all too soon the river looks like it's coming to an end and it disappears through these dark tunnels. The sun was setting low, the orange glow dancing off the industrial structures of this great Yorkshire city. You count the tunnels left to right or right to left, knowing through hearsay that one of those tunnels has got a huge strainer. One, perhaps a clear line. One meaning you may need to move within the tunnel to avoid water splashing in your face. Because who wants water splashed in their face from the river air in a cityscape? One by one, the paddlers go down the tunnels. It's not very deep. There's no white water to really navigate. But it is a sensual overload. And that stroke took me back to my childhood. The darkness. The echo of the train going overhead and the cars and the pedestrians bouncing around with the noise of the water below. The echo from the tunnels. The pitch black. The blue flashing light as you get into the tunnel from one of those hipster bars. No music can be heard if it, there is any music playing from that bar, but the blue light that entices gives a kind of 80s disco feel as you go under the arch. And all too quickly you're into the flat below as the air navigation joins the flat stillness of the canal. And we paddle left, not right onto the lock to where that potato van sat in my youth. We paddle left, past the disused mills and the mills that were disused and derelict now modernised as coffee shops and bars. The student accommodation as we paddle onwards. The wide beam and narrow boats moored up in Leeds Dock. The chain restaurants and independent restaurants filling with weekend revellers. As we climb out of our boats and walk across that pedestrian zone, crossing zebra crossings and waiting at red lights. Waiting outside the Royal Armouries the museum of battle history of wars won and lost. And we wait for our shuttle rides back to the start. A surreal experience. Out of all the places I've paddled, this river mattered. I'm not saying it matters more than a first descent. I'm not saying it matters less. 
But I am saying it matters. It matters because it took me back to a place to be a paddler that I didn't know I could be, to be the adult that I didn't know I'd be. I even remember sitting in the Royal Armouries, only very recently drinking coffee and overlooking the takeout I made, wondering to myself if I'd paddled the river. If I could, I knew I could. But should I? Would I? Would I get any enjoyment? And I did. I got wonderful enjoyment on a Sunday afternoon. For a minute, it didn't matter that that river was in the, this metropolitan cityscape. It didn't matter at all. Loading the boats on the cars and driving back to the start, it dawned on me, just for a moment, just for that, you know, hour and some up, maybe two hours. We could have been anywhere in the world. There were stark reminders that we weren't. But those reminders only fueled them, only fueled the memory and the journey that mattered. You get funny looks driving through Leeds with carfuls of boats, sat in dry suits, when you're stuck at red lights. <laughs> but it's a beautiful thing. And I'm really pleased I was part of that journey and I thank all those people that joined me. Because when you ask people if you want to paddle a low water river there and go under the dark arches on a Sunday afternoon, sometimes you're going to get a middle finger. So I'm really pleased that people did join me on it. And it was a beautiful thing. We don't need to travel far to have unique adventures. We don't need to get on aeroplanes. We don't need to drive for hours on end. Although perhaps we do need to. Perhaps we do need to push past our comfort zones. And I think it's a balance. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy your day.